Hi, you are listening to me from EnglishWithTheDifference.com. We are available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Geosound, and Ghana. Wherever you are listening to us from, you are most welcome to our podcast. My topic of discussion today is Fire and Ice by Robert Frost. Let's get started. At the very beginning, let me provide some background information about the poem Fire and Ice by Robert Frost, including its publication history and possible sources of inspiration. The poem is believed to have been inspired by Canto 32 of Inferno, the first part of Italian poet Dante Alighieri's epic poem The Divine Comedy. The nine lines of fire and ice echo the nine circles of hell depicted in Inferno. Dante's Inferno is the first part of the epic poem The Divine Comedy, written by the Italian poet Dante Alighieri in the early 14th century. The poem begins with Dante's descent into hell, where he encounters various sinners who are punished according to the nature of their sins. The ninth and deepest circle of hell in Dante's Inferno is a frozen lake called Cocytus in which traitors and betrayers are punished. The souls of the traitors are submerged in ice with only their faces above the surface, while those who betrayed their own kind are plunged even deeper with their heads completely encased in ice. The punishment of being frozen in ice represents the coldness and lack of love and compassion that these sinners showed in their lives. The punishment of being submerged in ice in the deepest circle of hell in Inferno is also reflected in the line from Fire and Ice that reads, Some say the world will end in fire, some say in ice. The pairing of fire and ice in Frost's poem suggests that both desire that is fire and hate that is ice have the potential to destroy the world. The use of this imagery allows Frost to explore the themes of destruction and human behavior in a vivid and memorable way. Another possible source of inspiration for Fire and Ice was a conversation between Robert Frost and astronomer Harlow Shapley. When Frost asked Shapley how the world would end, Shapley responded that it could either be incinerated after the sun exploded or freeze in deep space if the earth managed to survive the explosion. This conversation seems to have influenced Frost's poem as it also considers the potential end of the world through the contrasting forces of fire and ice. Frost's use of these opposing elements reflects the scientific understanding of the time that the end of the world could be caused by a catastrophic event such as a supernova or a freeze in deep space.
Now let me throw some light on scientific theories on the possibilities of how our planet Earth can perish as well as some potential ways by which Earth can perish and thereafter my concluding remark on the poem. There are various scientific theories about how the planet Earth could be destroyed, highlighting the fragility of human life and the planet we inhabit. The first scenario mentioned is the cooling down of the Earth's molten core which could lead to the loss of our atmosphere and protection from solar winds, potentially turning Earth into a barren Mars-like planet. The Sun itself could eventually die and expand, causing Earth's incineration, or the expansion could push Earth out of its orbit, causing it to freeze to death. Let me explain the concept a little further. As a star, the Sun has a lifespan. After a few billion years, it will run out of fuel and undergo a series of changes before it eventually dies. One of the stages in this process is called the red giant phase, during which the sun will expand greatly in size and become much hotter. If the sun expands enough during this phase, it will engulf the earth, burning it to a crisp and leaving no trace of life. This is what is meant by Earth's incineration. On the other hand, it is also possible that the expansion of the Sun may push Earth out of its current orbit, making it move further away from the Sun. As a result, the Earth will be subjected to freezing temperatures, causing all forms of life to die out. This is what is meant by Earth will freeze to death. There are other possibilities as well, which are of course not scientific, but uh, potential ways by which Earth can perish. Like the possibility of solar storms triggering geomagnetic storms that could take out our electricity, leading to a widespread power outage. Pandemics such as COVID-19 uh, is another potential threat that could cause global deaths. There is also a possibility of Earth being hit by asteroids or rock planet which could lead to its destruction or being shoved out of orbit or the solar system. Global warming is also mentioned as a threat that could lead to a variety of inhospitable changes such as severe drought, epidemics, famine and natural disasters. Nuclear war can also be a real and potentially devastating threat with the power to wipe out all of humanity. Overpopulation is another factor that could overtax the planet's resources and lead to mass starvation. Dear listeners, in conclusion, I'd like to highlight the fact that the poem serves as a reminder that the future of humanity and the planet we inhabit is uncertain and that we must take action to protect the earth and ourselves from potential threats. Now let me explain you the theme of the poem Fire and Ice. Regardless of the specific source of inspiration for Fire and Ice, it is clear that the poem engages with themes of destruction 
and human behavior in a powerful and thought-provoking way, using vivid imagery to explore the potential causes of the end of the world. In Robert Frost's poem Fire and Ice, the imagery of fire and ice represents the destructive forces that could potentially bring about the end of the world. The juxtaposition of fire and ice creates a sense of tension and opposition, much like the contrasting elements of ice and fire in Dante's Inferno. Fire and Ice is a unique poem for Robert Frost, who typically wrote about rural landscapes. Instead, the poem explores the destructive forces that could lead to the end of the world, especially desire and hate represented by fire and ice. Through this exploration, the poem prompts readers to reflect on human behavior and our capacity to harm ourselves and others. The poem seems to convey a message that emphasizes the importance of balancing our emotions and reason. It highlights that the uncontrolled and excessive passion can cause harm not only to oneself but also to others. Similarly, relying solely on calculated reasoning can lead to the destruction of relationships and a loss of emotional connections. Therefore, the poem calls for finding a middle ground between impulse and reason, where we can make informed and rational decisions without sacrificing our emotional connections and empathy towards others. Moreover, the poem also touches upon the concept of impermanence and reminds us that the world is constantly changing and evolving. It suggests that our desires and hatred are short-lived and have no relevance in the larger schemes of things. Therefore, it is crucial to rise above these fleeting emotions and strive for harmony and peaceful coexistence. In summary, the poem encourages us to strike a balance between our emotions and reason and to avoid being consumed by transient desires and hatred. By doing so, we can cultivate meaningful relationships and contribute to a harmonious and peaceful world. Let me now explain you the lines of the poem for a conceptual understanding. To begin with first and second line of the poem, some say that the world will end in fire, some say in ice. These two lines reflect two possible ways in which the world could end. Fire is often associated with passion, desire and love, but also with destruction, chaos and violence. Ice, on the other hand, represents coldness, hatred and lack of emotion, but also rigidity, discipline and control. The lines suggest that there are different opinions on how the world will end. Some people believe that it will be destroyed by the uncontrollable flames of passion and desire, while others believe that it will freeze in the cold, lifeless grip of hatred and indifference. In a broader sense, the lines highlights the human capacity to imagine and anticipate catastrophic events. The poem invites the reader to reflect on the destructive potential of human emotions and how they can lead to the downfall of individuals and society.
let me now explain you lines three and four of the poem, which are, quote, from what I have tasted of desire, I hold with those who favor fire, unquote. These two lines reflect the speaker's personal opinion on how the world might end. The speaker says that, based on what he has tasted of desire, he agrees with those who believe that the world will end in fire. Here, the phrase, quote-unquote, tasted of desire, is a metaphor for experiencing and understanding the destructive power of uncontrolled passion and desire. The poet implies that he has seen enough of the negative effects of unbridled desire to understand his destructive potential. Therefore, he aligns himself with those who believe that the world will end in fire, symbolizing the destructive power of uncontrolled, unbridled passion. Overall, this line highlights the poet's belief that uncontrolled passion can lead to destruction and that a balanced and rational approach is necessary to prevent the world from ending in flames. Let me now explain you fifth and sixth lines which are, quote, but if it had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate, unquote. This line from Frost's poem suggests that if the world had to end or be destroyed twice, he believes that it would be due to hate rather than desire. The word twice implies that there are two ways in which the world could end and Frost is expressing his opinion that hate would be the second cause. The phrase, quote and unquote, I think I know enough of hate, suggests that Robert Frost believes that he has seen and experienced enough hatred in the world to know that it has the potential to lead to destruction. This line also serves to emphasize the destructive power of human emotions and their potential to bring about the end of the world. Now let me elaborate the last three lines of the poem, that is, line number 7th, 8th and ninth, which are, and I quote, to say that for destruction ice is also great and would suffice, unquote. These lines suggest that the poet acknowledges the destructive power of both fire and ice, but he believes that ice alone would be enough to bring about the end of the world. Robert Frost is expressing the idea that intense hatred and coldness of heart can be just as destructive as uncontrolled desire and passion. The imagery of eyes suggests a cold, emotionless and calculated destruction that can come from deliberate action or neglect, whereas the imagery of fire suggests a more impulsive an uncontrollable destruction that can come from passionate action. The line implies that the human tendency to dwell in hatred and coldness can be just as harmful 
as unbridled passion and desire and it serves as a warning against the dangers of both the extremes. Dear listeners, hope you have understood this poem. For the transcript of this podcast, that is for the text of this podcast, and for more discussion on this poem, and for NCRT solution and competency-based questions, please visit my website, the link of which is given in the description of this episode. Thank you so very much for listening to me.